to episode three of the inner space podcast today i am joined again by into the rocketville say hello hi um how was your day it's all right uh right today as always we're going to talk about stuff in space doesn't need to be recent just has to be interesting <laughs> uh, uh yeah so Let's get started. If you don't know, my name is Savarian Space and I am also a writer for the Inner Space Network. So let's get to the first segment. Right, our first topic today is about the future Axiom missions to the ISS. Uh, I think there's been three three missions signed on by NASA. Yeah. Uh, right. What do you think about those missions? Well, I'm currently on their website and reading about the um, the AX-1 mission for the International Space Station crew. And it's like, they're very, like, passionate about it, clearly, because they, they're like, uh, their heading is, the next giant leap for humanity starts here and now. Yeah. Uh... It's good how they're going outside of government agencies to go to the ISS, like governmental astronauts. Uh, It's good that it's not costing as much as it used to be. Yeah. Well, shuttle and shuttle, they used to do private, did they not? Was that Soyuz? Um, I don't know. Uh, right. So these actual missions will consist of about a week mission to the ISS aboard a Dragon capsule. On the first mission, there is Peggy Whitson. You may know her. I think she was one of the lot was it longest spacewalker, the longest per longest time for a woman in space. I don't know if she still has that record anymore, but. Yeah, she's going in Angus and also a NASCAR driver that's been announced for Axiom 1. Yeah, uh, Peggy Whitson was on Expedition 50, um, MS3 and Expedition 16 and more. Yeah, so do you think... I think uh, Axiom was just trying to test out the station about the commercial capability ahead of launching their modules yeah that would be that would be a good idea because well you know seeing how like private tourists adapt to the low earth orbit no gravity it's crazy right let's move on another segment about the iss right the future of the International Space Station. Right, there's a lot of rumours going about here, 2026, 2028, 20, in the 2030s. What's your, what's your opinion? Uh, I think very late 2020s. Yeah, so like 20, 2028 and all that. Yeah. 
I think there'll be a point where the station just goes into a mix between too much stuff to repair and too much money to repair. Yeah. They're going to have to, like, if they want to keep maintaining it for the new experiments, then they're going to have to upgrade it, which takes more money. Like the solar panels, that provides them with, like, a lot more power than before. I can see them in the future. I actually said, oh, this module's giving us problems, just put it down. Yeah. And after the International Space Station retires, well, well it's going to deorbit itself, right? Yes, it is. I'll be like the Mir station. I think it'll probably be one of the biggest things to ever deorbit unless Russia take out some of the segments. Yeah, and related to our last segment, the Axiom are planning to, when the ISS does deorbit and retire, they are modules. Space station. Yeah. Their modules will basically, they're all together in this one segment, they will separate and become their own private commercial space station. That I think's pretty cool. Yes, they, they will, be, you will, you will be able to purchase tourist flights to the International Space Station after then. Yes, mm. and see that International Space Station? Like, oh, well. When do you hmm. think, like, you know, Congress... Is dead like I wouldn't say stingy, but they're very careful. Yeah. Do you think there'll be a there'll be a point where says it's too much of a risk when they're giving you any more money for this? Well, I'm not sure. They're already not giving NASA that much money, but it is a private company, and they'll they might find money in stocks and. Oh uh, yeah, like I guess. Right. Let's move on to. Billionaire. Japanese billionaire. I'm not even going to try to say his name because I know. <laughs> I, I didn't even attempt to take it last night because I know I'd butcher it. Um, uh, I Maza. No. <laughs> Minzawa, has it? Yuzaku Maizawa. I got the same name right. Uh. Yeah, he is going to the ISS on a Soyuz. The only reason Russia do these kind of missions is, like, see the expedition missions. Soyuz only have a certain life lifetime. So they go up and swap vehicles. So they go up, the private tourists go up for maybe a week and want a brand new capsule, right? Yeah, and if the, if there's no d- delays, he's gonna go to the um. Well, he's gonna launch in the Soyuz on December the eighth this year. Yeah, and when they're coming home, they're going to the the one that originally came up for Russian ast- cosmonauts. So the cosmonauts have got a new vehicle and station. Mm-hmm. That's like just for safety purposes and like fuel and. Yeah. Yeah. So the fuel doesn't disintegrate. Uh, yeah, it's it's a good thing. Russia's not the kind of country I would expect to do that kind of thing, though. You'd think mm. they'd be. I I would expect them to be like dead tight about who they. Like I thought they'd be like dead tight about. Like how to explain it? Who goes to the on their segment? Because there's a probably a bunch yeah. of confidential stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. Experiments, like, 
the tissue experiments that they're doing at the space station currently. Yeah, they'll need to watch like what's up there at the time. Yeah. Right, let's move on to Dragon. This one is kind of about, add, well, it's kind of adding on to a future of the ISS topic. What will Dragon do after the ISS retires? Will that retire? Um, I don't, I personally don't think so. It, it can solve multiple, it can, like, it's got multiple purposes. It can go to the new Axiom station. That's what I was about to say, yeah. Um, it, yeah, it still has the same functions as it always will, just not the same destination. Yeah, but will there be enough demand as a question for SpaceX to upkeep the vehicle? Well, that's up to them. Yeah, I I have saw like renders and all that Dragon docking to the Axiom station, so they've obviously got that in the plans. Hmm. Uh, what is it? I thought, do you have... <laughs> <laughs> that was a big hum. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah, so I guess they could still do cargo. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, just... all that would be different is it, is it just doesn't go to the old space station, it goes to the new one. Yeah, suppose. Right, let's move on to what launches Dragon into orbit, the Falcon 9. The Falcon 9 is the workforce, or, well, the workforce, sorry, of the, of the SpaceX fleet. When do you think Falcon 9 will retire? Do you think it will be when Starship just makes it obsolete? Yeah, like, when, when Starship can be put in, like, full service, full production, there won't be a need for Falcon 9. They can, well, Falcon 9 and the Falcon Heavy, any of the Falcon rockets, really. Starship will just take over the world. Yeah, Falcon 9, right. Say Starship comes into full operation 2023, right? Mm-hmm. I would say maybe for, uh, SpaceX would wait a few years to test the market, so maybe retire in like 2025. Yeah, uh, I yeah. Just to test if there's still demand for it. If there's not, they'll say retirement date. Uh, right. Talking about Starship, let's move on. Well, this may be controversial, but is Starship the new shuttle with no abort system? Um, uh, I think they should have an abort system. How could they? How could they establish that though? Well, they could always take the crude bit off, you know, like just detach it. Yeah, that's what I've always thought. Like, it depends where the crew is. Or like, crew could be below deck. Yeah, like, but if if they are at the sort of the top, like in the dear moon starships then they can always, like the Crew Dragon, they can just detach it from the the Starship and use engines similar to the ones on Crew Dragon to kind of boost it away. Because as we, well, it might, it, 
But is Starship is the Starship the Starship itself not super heavy included? Is that more powerful than the Falcon Nine booster, like we saw in the abort test for Crew Dragon? Yes, I think so. Then you need right. to upgrade the engines. But that that if that was to exist, then that should work. Yeah, right. If, I would work if everyone was in that cruise module. Like, if, but it would maybe sealed off from the rest of the starship. That's a problem. Yeah, or or they they could just have an entirely different room that's just like for emergencies only. That triggers the abort. Yeah, no, they're, they're in that during launch. Yeah. 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 Right. Talk about someone who flew on shuttle. Let's move on. Use once. Uh, yes, MS three. Yeah, she's going on Axiom one as we mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Think, uh, she, how to explain this? She wouldn't have went to space otherwise. Yeah, because she retired for NASA, didn't she? Yeah. yeah, she was on, um, which one was it? It was STS-111 and MS-3 and STS-113. Um, they she also, no, she two did... Two missions apart. Um, yeah, I think so. She also did two, she did two Soyuz missions. She did MS-3 and TMA-11. Alright, I think she was one of the longest people that's ever... Ever like longest time for a woman that's almost been in space, but I don't know if you got bet recently. Um, uh, okay. yeah, it's I, I get why she's doing it though. Like, you'd miss it, you would. Oh, yes, well, um, I think yes, it's a Russian cosmonaut, cosmonaut who's got the longest time in space. It's Gennady Padalka who has, um, 878 in, uh, days in orbit. 800 days? 878. Wow, that's a lot. Like, that's a he. Oh, it's a he? Yes. Right. The longest female to be in space. That, was, that should have been worded differently, because it kind of sounds as if yeah. I'm saying, like... Who's the tallest person that's been in space the longest? Right. Uh, um, uh, oh, yes, it is Peggy Whitson. Yeah, uh, 665 days. Thought so, yeah. Right, let's start talking about the programme of the vehicle that took her there. Is this where I cut? Yeah, you cut. Yeah, okay. Forgot about that. Right. As we know, Gateway is... Is it, is it in lunar orbit? Yeah. Is in lunar, is in lunar orbit? I, I was just don't know. Uh, as we know, Gateway is in lunar orbit and they will basically be an international space station for the moon. Uh, yeah. 
they will send craft down to the surface of the moon, they will bring crew up, and they will return crew to Earth. Uh, yeah. But that has, just like the ISS, that station needs to be resupplied as well. This is what Dragon XL is for. It doesn't, yeah. from the renders I've seen, it doesn't look like a Dragon capsule as we know it. No, it looks sort of cylindrical. Yeah, I kind of, I don't even want to explain it. Uh, it's, use one. it's like very long, isn't it? Yeah. And it'll be launched on a Falcon Heavy. Oh, that's good. Any <laughs> lots of Falcon Nine, Falcon Heavy launches. Love to see it. Uh, yeah. Sadly, I wasn't actually interested in space when Falcon Heavy launched. So yeah, I'm um, witness one live. Yeah. Uh, right. That's. That is all our topics for today's episode. Thank you for watching. Thank you again for and for, to into the Rocketverse for joining me. Please join us on Saturday for a live podcast with Felix Felix's Space Time. That will be on his channel. Yep, I think he announced that on his YouTube channel earlier. Actually, uh, yeah. we are looking forward to that. And please join us tomorrow for episode four. We will be here daily and we hope you will be too. Thank you for joining us and have a good day. Right, as we know it, well, I worded that wrong. Uh, <laughs> right. For the ISS, there's two vehicles, Dragon and Starliner. Those were, those were basically developed for part of the commercial crew, crew program. Uh, yes. Can uh, I- wait, there seems to already be astronauts on Crew 3. Oh, yeah. Is there? Right. Yeah. Right, yeah. say they done commercial crew again, what other companies would sign up? I think I think Blue Origin would. Yeah, they're just going too slow with New Shepard. Yeah, it's not. It's not. You don't really kill it, so it can't exactly go far. <laughs> not exactly. Uh... I wonder if you saw that petition online to. to um... yeah, not allow Jeff Be- Bezos. Yeah, Bezos back in Like thirty thousand people, including me, have signed that. Uh, right, right. I'm just saying, Blue Origin, mate. Rocket Lab could, but I doubt they would. On maybe as a vote, no, not vote. Neutron. Oh yeah, that I forgot about Neutron. Uh, I doubt Firefly isn't far enough along. No, they haven't even launched like their first big rocket yet. To be honest. Wait, SpaceX didn't launch a successful mission when they got the contract for commercial commercial cargo, though. Did they? No, all their missions were failures up to then. Okay. Hmm. NASA also saw potential there. Yeah, and the astronauts for Crew 3 go as such. The spacecraft commander is Roger Chari, who is it? 
surprisingly American, judging by the name. Thank you. Yeah. Rangers are German? Um, yes, there is. Matthias Mora, who's the mission specialist number one. And the, the pilot is Thomas Mash- Marshburn. Yes, um, The mission specialist two is Kayla Barron. Oh, yes, you got that. I think, see, talking about this mission specialist two, where that Kayla Barron is, uh, NASA was hoping to organise a Russian cosmonaut on that spot, but they couldn't get it organised in time. Yeah, then they have a backup crew. Oh, everyone hears first space. Everyone hears first space, f- space flight, except Thomas Mashburn, who's kind of a veteran, vet veteran. Uh, yeah, three space flights. Yeah, this would be his third. Yeah, and the backup crew it contains an Italian, which is not well. We haven't seen that for a, a while. Right, see this Kel, this Kel Lindgren. Oh, yeah. He he always gets put on backup crew. He needs to go on a mission soon. Yeah. He was on Demo 2. He was on Crew 1, and now he's on... I don't know if he was on Crew 2, but he's on Crew 3 now. Yeah. He's... I know, it seems like... I, I know you're an astronaut, but it'd be, annoy, it'd be annoying just be placed on backup all the time. Yeah, it must feel kind of feels like my school life. I'm just kind of invisible. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> well, that was a bit personal, wasn't it? What? That was a bit personal, wasn't it? That's okay. That's fine. Right, let's move on to another thing about dragon. 